0: Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I am sitting here in my living room with the sun absolutely blaring in from the outside in the most beautiful way. If sun can blare in a beautiful way, then that's actually happening. Hudson's next to me. He's curled up sideways, which means he's really happy, really cozy, really comfy, And the reason that it is so sunny in here and so radiating sunlight is because this morning Jonathan took the liberty of rearranging my apartment, which was so kind of him. He has so many organizational skills and I think he also has the eye of an interior designer, which I definitely do not have. And when he was moving my desk, because I decided that I wanted my desk to face outward into the street, onto the street, because it's so beautiful and the sun comes in and it's so inspiring. (laughs) He was in the corner moving my desk and my curtain rod with this huge heavy curtain that my apartment came with just fell to the ground, fell on top of him. And I kind of La- looked and laughed, and I was standing there. I wanted to help him. I was also crying because of something sad that happened this morning. Someone who I went to high school with passed away. Rest in peace, Bryce Phillips, beautiful person. And I'm just devastated about that. But I was crying. I was standing there. Jonathan had a whole curtain, curtain rod fall on top of him. And <laughs> At a certain point, he was like, can you help me? Looking at me like I was just insane and the worst person in the world for just standing there staring at him. But just giving you guys a lens into what a morning in the life might look like. But really, I don't want to make light of the death that happened of my dear friend from high school. Really a friend of a friend, but we were in the same general group of people. He was very, very, very good friends with Tommy. For those of you who have listened to my first solo podcast episode, all about trauma, all about Tommy and I and our years together and his drug addiction. And of course, a lot of his friends were into that too. And sadly, Bryce lost his life last night and I'm so, so sad about it. (sighs) So a moment of peace, moment of silence for someone so beautiful and so wonderful. It just felt wrong not mentioning that. Yeah, so if anyone else has ever gone through something similar, I appreciate the good thoughts, the good vibes, and I know his family, his close friends absolutely appreciate it as well. Energy goes a long way. And that brings me to today's guest on our episode, which is Colleen McCann of Style Rituals. So you might have seen on Instagram when Colleen McCann came to my apartment, I was so excited because she set up a beautiful blanket with hundreds of crystals and tarot cards And she had her pendulum swinging. We were asking it yes or no questions. I'm going to put that onto the TBB podcast Instagram and also on the Soul on Fire Facebook tribe on Facebook because it was such a cool, such a cool thing, her pendulum swinging. And we asked it a lot of questions. I asked which of my spirits were in the room, if Hudson and I knew each other in a previous life. And the answer was yes. My grandpa was in the room. Papa, those of you might know him from my episode with Marianne, the medium. And I just love what Colleen does. So, to give you a little insight into who she is and how I found her, I found Colleen at the Goop Wellness Summit because she is the resident shaman for Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's website and business of clean beauty products and all that amazing stuff. So, I wasn't able to have a session with Colleen at the Goop Wellness Summit because it was a really crazy day, really hectic, lots of things were happening. She confided in me that it was a very exhausting day for her because she just read people all day long. Which brings me to my next point of what does Colleen do and what is style rituals? So a few different things that Colleen does is she does intuitive crystal reading, intuitive business building, which she did a little bit of with me and I'll tell you the intuition part is off the charts. She's incredible. She picked up immediately on so many things that I'm working on and so many goals that I have. And it was really, really impressive and cool. She also does shamanic healing, space clearing, space balancing, and closet cleansing, among so many other things. And the reason that she has blended her spirituality and her shamanic teachings with Style and with closet cleansing is because Colleen used to be a stylist and she does incredible things like go into people's closets, intuitively decide which clothes speak to her and what they don't need anymore. And then she puts crystals into people's closets to do space clearing and space balancing. And she brought me a whole bunch of crystals, really interesting shapes of crystals like chunks of selenite and big chunkier crystals that are specifically meant to balance space. So Things to go under the bed, things to go in dense areas like the closet, under the couch, in a doorway, because it picks up energy and soaks in the negative energies. And we all know we need a little bit of that in our lives. So a little bit more about Colleen, although you'll learn a ton about her in this episode, is that she is, like I said, a fashion stylist turned energy practitioner. She has spent her whole lifetime appreciating all of the beautiful things in life. From the runways of Paris to the crystal caves of South America, Colleen has always been super aware of the power and strength that lies in the exquisite parts of the earth. Something I specifically love about her is that she wears so many hats. She's been a designer, a stylist, a brand consultant, a serial entrepreneur, and now a shaman. And believe it or not, guys, you'll probably believe it because you know I dive headfirst into everything that I get obsessed with and excited about. I am 99% sure that I'm going to be attending Colleen's Shaman School next year in 2018 in Nashville. It's called... Pom Pom Esayak Shaman School. And I hope I'm not saying that wrong. It has a beautiful meaning, beautiful name. I've really looked into it a lot. And speaking of signs, because signs are so ever present on this spiritual journey of mine. Ever since I talked to Colleen, ever since she came over and told me about the Shaman School and told me that it's in Nashville. And I started thinking how much it really would work with my schedule next year because it's just four weekends a month, or sorry, four weekends a year spread out all throughout the year, long weekends. I have heard... People bring up Nashville in conversation at least four to five to six times a day, just ever since I talked to Colleen about it. And I don't know if this was always happening and I just didn't necessarily notice because I didn't have a strong tie to Nashville before, other than going there for a journalism convention when I was in high school and totally falling in love with the city, but I haven't been back since. So... Hearing these signs about Nashville and Tennessee in general has been just something that has piqued my interest. And I have so much to tell you guys about manifestation and signs and intuitive opening. And I do have to credit Colleen for a lot of that. She brought so much good energy into my space when she was here. She really opened me up. She taught me a lot of things. We had a really, really open heart-to-heart chat when we were sitting on my floor talking, three and a half hours passed when I had only thought that like 30 or 45 minutes had passed because we were deep into an intuitive channeling type of conversation. She was reading me. I feel like I was picking up on things about her because I'm opening intuitively and it's such an exciting feeling. So... Needless to say, we totally hit it off. I see her as a mentor, an inspiration, a beautiful teacher, someone who has so much to share with all of us. So I'm just so blessed and so pleased that she came on the podcast and shared herself with you guys. So we'll go ahead and dive into that conversation. And I just wanted to thank you guys so much for listening. Today, we do not have any sponsors, and I did that on purpose because I felt like, this episode with Colleen was something that I just wanted to do straight from the heart and share with you guys and just show you her work is something I believe in so wholeheartedly. And I also wanted to say that I'm so grateful for those of you who have been rating and reviewing the podcast. And I know it takes a few minutes to go to iTunes, go to the store, type in the Balance Pod podcast and send in a rating and review. So I wanted to just tell you that I'm happy to thank you for doing that. So if you have done it or if you haven't yet and you have some time to do that this week, it would mean a lot to me if you could go rate and review the podcast, screenshot it and send it to my email, jordan at thebalancedflon.com. And I will send you this document that I recently made that is my top 10 tips for people getting started in the blogging industry. And I'm not sharing this publicly. I'm not selling it. I'm not really doing anything with it. I'm just sending it directly to those of you who rate and review the podcast because without you and without your support and without your interest in these topics, this podcast wouldn't really be much of a reality, would it? So thank you so much. Screenshot it, send it to Jordan at the BalanceBond.com. I'll send you a fun 10 vlogging tips document. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Colleen McCann. All right, guys, I am sitting here with Colleen McCann of Style Rituals. And we have just spent the whole day together. (laughs) I cannot believe the time that passed by as we were sitting on the ground doing crystals, doing an intuitive card reading, all sorts of awesome stuff. I was soaking in her shamanic wisdom and loving all of it so much. We got ourselves completely starving, completely thirsty, completely freezing on my end because we were so into what we were doing, and now we're podcasting, and I'm so excited to have her here. She's such an incredible force with everything she's doing. She's the only person who does what she does, infusing shamanic tradition and crystals with being a stylist and closet cleansing, and I'm going to let her... Completely explain what she does because I wouldn't even know where to start because she does a thousand awesome things. So, Colleen, tell us, tell us what you do and who you are and all of that good
1: stuff. Sure, thanks for having me, Jordan. I work as a shaman, but I started in the fashion industry, and you know, I did I did the the fashion stylist thing for about fifteen years, and when I happened to be in a bodega in Brooklyn around my 30th birthday I started hearing voices and (laughs) so um, you know I heard this voice in the middle of the night say there's going to be a fight about bananas and the guy's going to be 32 cents short and I spun around and nobody's there and I said okay whatever and I walk up to the counter and you know I see the whole thing play out in front of me. The guy comes in, slams the bananas down on the counter, and there's a fight. And I thought, oh my God, you know, I'm tired and now I need antipsychotics. This sucks. Um, And you know, other things started happening. I started having premonition dreams and people in New York would just be coming up to me on the street and telling me I was a healer, I was a shaman, I needed to get trained, they could see my aura. And, you know, that was kind of the final straw for me. Oh, yeah. And also there were ghosts in my bedroom, P.S. And (laughs) minor, (laughs) minor detail, minor detail. And after all this was happening, I ended up in a psychic's office because I went there with a list of all the reasons I thought I was crazy and I wanted his help. And he opens the door and looks at me and, you know, has never met me before, doesn't know my last name. And he said, Oh honey, you're not crazy. You're psychic. And I love it. Yeah. You know, it was it was a a big surprise and we had a nice chat and he gave me some books to read and told me I needed to get a mentor immediately and that things were about to completely change in my life and he was not kidding. And after that I I studied with someone for about 3 years, an intuitive medium and then I went to shaman school for several years and I've been studying with a Buddhist feng shui master with crystals for about a decade. And that's all led me to this moment and you know I got through school and I was like okay what am I going to do now it became evidently clear that I was not going to stay in in fashion and You know, I thought, okay, well, what do I know about? I know about clothes and I know about mysticism and spirituality. So I decided to blend my two passions together and I started Style Rituals where I align the energetic and the visual bodies of my clients. And it's been really great because, you know, I use fashion as a platform actually to infuse mysticism, right? And it's something that comparing, you know, Closets with different types of energy or how we read things you know and making it super palatable on a on a platform that women understand, which is clothes and looking good and and having bright energy, so to say, and infusing it with mysticism and it's you know it, it gets the point across, and women are comfortable having that conversation so here we are
0: so here we are <laughs> together on the Soul on Fire podcast. Sipping our water because we got really, really ravenously thirsty. I think we may have gotten mystically stoned. I think we did. (laughs) I for sure am a little high off of crystals and intuition in our conversation. And I'm just sitting here laughing, talking about the whole closet thing because we didn't make it to my closet. (laughs) And all week I was like looking in my closet like, ah. On Thursday, this is going to be cleansed. There will be crystals in here. I will have an expert telling me what to get rid of, what to hold on to. And in true Jordan form, we didn't leave my floor. And anyone who comes over, who really connects with me, will tell you that we don't leave the floor. And we try to figure this out. I talk about this with Jonathan, my boyfriend, and I'm like, yeah, so these other two people came over. We also didn't leave the floor. And he's like, that's just what we do in your apartment. That's just what there is to do. I'm like, what do you mean? Is there nothing else to do? (laughs) But it's just, I think, we, you and I, super connected get locked in to something very intense and very real, yet very fun. Yeah. Intense but light at the same time. And it's just fun. And I also think that Hudson being here and he's always on the floor – like he draws people into that energy down there. I don't know what it is. Do you know what I'm talking
1: about? Um I kind of do. I mean, as soon as I walked into your house, all I wanted to do, you're like where should we go and I said, "Let's go to the floor. Let's go sit here and start with a reading on the floor and we never left." Yeah, we had a we had a a, a spiritual a spiritual walkabout for about 3 hours. Yeah. Well, it was so crazy channel. nuts
0: because I'm so aware of time. I was telling this to Colleen. I can't get rid of this monkey mind of mine no matter what I do. Meditation, yoga. This is why I do all these things because I have this running thoughts, running thoughts. And I'm just I just always know what time it is. I must always know. And if 30 minutes passes, I'm very aware. And three hours passed and I could have sworn it was like 45 minutes. So... We were enjoying each other's company very much. And you gave me some crystals. I did. And you also had me choose some crystals. So maybe we could start this little convo by telling people listening a little bit about what you told me about the crystals. The ones that I chose and kind of how a session with you goes if somebody was going to sit down and do
1: What we just did. Okay. So what we just did was called an intuitive crystal reading. I do use crystals and tarot cards within the reading. And what happens is, so we have big piles of crystals. And the first thing I have someone pick the stone that belongs to them because everybody walks away in a session with a crystal. And Jordan picked green moss agate, which is great for love, um, being loved, people that are heart centered, which she is. She's a very loving and kind and giving person. And it also has to do with money, monetary abundance. So that's the stone that she picked. So the next thing we're going to do after that is, as Jordan can attest to, I brought probably close to a thousand tarot cards with me, you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen such a thick pile of cards. (laughs) I was like, what? How am I ever going to stop this curious self of mine from grabbing everything? It was very cool. Very oh. cool how many cards you have.
1: Yeah. So again, you know, I I buy fancy shoes and tarot cards, and that's kind of where my obsessions lie. And so at any time I go to a session, I have somewhere between 10 and 20 different types of tarot cards within that giant stack you know, I just like I like to mix it up. And there are goddess cards and mantra cards and spirit animal cards, past life cards, all kinds of cards mixed in. And so what I do is I have the client pick the cards. Why? Because it is a chance for the client to actually flex their intuitive muscle. Because I believe Everybody has the sixth sense on a very basic level. And all we have to do is to just tap in. So I have the clients pick as many cards as they want. And then, so this is kind of where, you know, my fashion training comes in. We get all the cards out of the way that aren't the clients. And the ones that are theirs, we flip them over. And instead of putting trend boards together, which is what I used to do for a living, I'm now taking these cards and building visual narratives with the pictures in front of me of people's past, present, and future. So, you know, we turn the cards over, I arrange them in a certain way, and then it's time to pick more crystals. (laughs) And so I have the person um, pick a bunch of stones, and we'll actually do an African shamanic practice called geomancy or stone throwing. And We'll both um, put our energy onto the stones by blowing onto them or holding them in our hands. And then we toss those stones like dice in Vegas over top of the cards and continue to do the reading. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's about it. I think we covered it. Yeah, totally.
0: Well, yeah, that's what we just did. And for somebody very visual Mm -hmm. like me, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of people listening, I love the cards and then I love throwing the crystals over top of the cards to see where everything lands. And it's really uncanny how much everything made, made sense. Yeah. And something that I really particularly liked about the way that you read the cards is that you were really telling me to disregard what do the cards say on them if there was writing and look at the visual and put it together that way, which I like because I'm such a huge proponent of we are all so different. So just like with food or exercise... Same goes for cards. You can't necessarily see something and believe that it's going to mean the same thing for everybody. Although I think that's where people who are really skeptical of tarot cards and all of our spiritual stuff, it might be because they had an experience or believe that it's like a one size fits all kind of thing. But when you start to personalize it the way that you do, it takes on a whole new meaning. It's very cool.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's, I've, I've been doing this long enough that I've seen, you know, people pick the same card. So to say, right, let's just say the, you know, the five of pentacles. I don't know. And it will mean something completely different to every single person that sits in front of me.
0: Yeah. And another really interesting thing is that I, I didn't really know this, that um how you told me, to keep the cards and then once I move through some of that work mm. to release them. And yes. I was not aware of that. But that makes so much sense yes. because you need to release energy in order to move forward. Totally. And take in new stuff into your
1: universe. Yeah. So at the end… Um, The end What Jordan's talking about so shamanically, when we want to move energy, we turn to the elements. So what I would have Jordan do is, you know, she got a little bit of a a story or an FYI or a lesson or teaching around each one of the cards that she chose. So she knows what that means for her. And I asked her to put them somewhere, journal, bathroom mirror, car, altar, whatever works for her. So she kind of just look at them every once in a while and be like, okay, I see you. Um, I know that's what I'm working on. And what you're going to do is either burn, bury, or set the cards to see because you turn to the elements. And I was telling Jordan that, you know, you have to kind of look at this yourself your body as a container right a container of energy and if you want to call new energy in you first have to remove the old and then I started joking with her and said you know this is literally just like when your closet gets so stuffed jam-packed to that point that it becomes a one-in one-out shoe policy and every lady listening knows exactly what I'm talking about and so it's an easy way to explain energy around a packed closet same concept
0: I know. I love how approachable that you make these things, like the clear quartz being like the skinny jean. Is that what you said? Black Black, skinny jean? I knew it. So (laughs) I like this because I know a lot of people who much, much, much more resonate with clothes than they do with crystals. And- That would be like speaking to my whole family, for example. Um, So family, mom, everyone who's listening, you guys can start to think of crystals that way. You can have your go-to, the basics, right? And then add on to there and they complement each other.
1: Absolutely. That's absolutely right.
0: So what would be some other basics for people?
1: Okay, so clear quartz, which is our, as Jordan was saying, our black skinny jean, and we call it that. Um, If anybody is wondering, because it's a neutral, right? So we all know black skinny jeans are neutrals and you have to look at all the other crystals as your tops. So clear quartz actually amplifies all the other stones that it sits next to. So with the neutralization and the amplification, it goes with literally everything. So what could you sit next to your clear quartz? Some other go-tos that everyone should have in their arsenal. Amethyst is a really great stone. So that is one that kind of keeps like the energy vampires away from you, so to say. Um, It also helps with curbing any addictions that we might have in our lives.
0: Yeah. I have some of those.
1: (laughs) Healthy-ish, but no addiction is healthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, we all have addictions and anything can turn into addiction if we let it. Citrine is another great stone. So that is a stone that resonates with the third chakra. That is a stone that deals with personal power. And um, it's known as the stone of business and deals with monetary abundance. So that's super important for everybody to have. Rose quartz. So that is self-love and love of others. I'm really into black obsidian. That is a stone for grounding and protection. And one that I always personally put in my bra because I'm on the airplane so much is hematite because it is a go-to for jet lag.
0: Need that one. <laughs> I'm so glad that you
1: gifted me. I did. Well, Colleen was <laughs> nice
0: enough to gift me a little baggie full of beautiful crystals that will help me in all of those very practical areas because Colleen being a Virgo is much more practical than this Libra girl (laughs) sitting over here. And I love the idea of the jet lag crystal and the monetary crystal. And I am more... I choose with my eyes a lot of the times, which hasn't failed me yet when it comes to crystals. But I love the idea of the practical crystals on top of everything else. So... Something I want you to talk about here today, because I know so many so many people listening, very similar to me, are always looking for ways to infuse spirituality into their business or their brand mm-hmm. or vice versa. How do you make your spiritual practice into a business or the opposite way? I'm kind of trying to find the perfect way to phrase that. But blend the two together because I feel like for a lot of people... They don't. They can't figure out how to make them go hand in hand, or they aren't really sure. They feel like it's one or the other. They have their work life, and then they're like a closet spiritual freak, you know, like me. Um, although I'm not a closet, I'm just a, I'm just out there, a spiritual freak. And I've been lucky. She, Colleen's cracking up. She's laughing <laughs> at me. I've been lucky enough to be able to infuse it right into my brand because my brand is me, the Balanced Blonde. So it kind of goes along with me. I'm sure I've lost a person or two because I have gotten so spiritual so fast. That's kind of how I do things. So you have built an amazing brand, such an approachable brand at the same time. I wouldn't say that just because it's spiritual that it scares people off in any way. They would have to be pretty closed off to be scared off by what you do. So where did the inspiration strike for all of that? And what would be your tips for people who are looking to do something similar?
1: Oh, where did the, where did the inspiration strike for this? You know, actually, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story of, of where this really started to take hold for me. I was actually in shaman school. And I just have to say too, <laughs> I love shaman school I've never <laughs> One heard time that in yeah, I've never yeah. heard that until you until like we've talked about it a lot today, <laughs> um, and I love it. I went to um the four Winds, in case anyone is wondering because i get get asked that a lot what, what school is it? It's the four winds um so we were in uh, shaman school and shaman training, and part of the exercise was they actually asked us to come dressed kind of as like our alter ego Mm -hmm. and I kind of I was sitting there I was like shit I don't know what to do so I'm I'm you know up in the woods I have my yoga pants with me and anytime I would go To shaman school, I was always very dressed down. I was in yoga pants, my bare feet, very, very different from how anyone would ever see me in my New York life. And so I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I am going to come in to this kind of like little party we were having that you had to come and dress as your alter ego and also offer like a service. So you either needed to give like a mini healing or do a reading or something like that. It was just like another exercise that we were doing. And so I walked into the room completely dressed in an outfit that I would have gone to a press event in. So I had on four-inch stilettos, fake eyelashes, a full face of makeup. My hair was blown out. And all these people that I had gone to school with for several years were like, whoa, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> yeah, so um, but the thing was I was sitting there, and I'll tell you what I actually did. I was like, okay, what am, you know, what's my service that I'm offering? And I had a Vogue magazine with me. 407 pages long. I think it was the September issue, right? And I'll tell you what I did. I had people come up to me and pick a page, pick a page number. And we'd turn to the page and I'd look at it and I'd do a reading off the page that they picked. And so I just started realizing that I could read anything, tarot cards, crystals, whatever it was. But I was like, oh my God, I can do this you know, in my, in my fashion clothes around the people I work with and I'll make it palatable like fashion magazines or something that, you know, the tribe I've hung out in for 15 years understand. So like, let's just make this work for them um, instead of doing something that they don't understand or won't gravitate towards. So that was actually where the original brainchild came from is when I was dressed up in my press event outfit in the woods and then a in kind Joshua of, Tree. Um, actually, it wasn't in Joshua Tree that time. Good guess though, because I, uh, I was telling Jordan I spent a lot of time in Joshua Tree training. We were actually at the Omega Institute in upstate New York. This when this um, aha moment happened, and you know I just started to to think about it from there, and I said, okay, where do these two worlds meet? How can I how can I do this? And for other business owners out there i tell you the same thing that I found really interesting. And, you know, at first I really was trying to run away from the fashion industry. I was like, okay, if I'm, I'm getting all this like spiritual and mystical training, I'm obviously leaving my world, so to say, and I have to g- go be someone else. And, you know, of course the, the joke was on me because my very first set of clients that I was getting, they were all people within the fashion community, and then came the beauty community. And then came the entertainment community. And so it was everyone that has, you know, been in my orbit for the last 15 years. So I was like, you know, what the fuck? Like, I'm supposed to stay exactly where I am. Why am I trying to leave my tribe? So I think that's a big message for anyone out there that it's, you know, take these skills, these studies, these things that you're learning within spirituality and mysticism and make them work for you and stay exactly within the community that you're already in, especially if it's somebody that, you know, you've studied for a long time at something else. You know, you don't want to give that up. Maybe you're good at it. You're passionate about it. So just infuse the two together, but always make the information palatable for somebody to understand. That
0: is amazing advice. I feel like well, first of all, it's very comforting to hear as someone who is recently on the brink of some spiritual transformation, as you fully know <laughs> from intuitive reasons, and we sp- we talked at length about it. It's so comforting to know that just because you awaken a bit to mysticism does not mean that you have to like get on an, a um, rocket ship and leave planet Earth like you can do what you're doing right here with the same tribe of people and just be that light to the people who you who you know and you love and that you've already cultivated this community. Totally.
1: That's what I was kind of scared about when I started to get into all this because I was... I was really resistant. I was like, oh, no, I have to, like, leave my job and my friends and, you know, everything I've known and loved for so long. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not going to work for me.
0: I know. I love your resistance story (laughs) that you were telling me because we are so different in that way that I— I mean, I've I've had my own resistance and my own fears, of course. It's not the most normal thing to ever happen to me to be more awakened to this stuff. But I have been all gung-ho about it, all in telling everybody whether they have the same belief system or not at all. And they're the hugest skeptics that I know. And I'm trying to like connect with them on this level. And so... Your resistance, well, if you could talk a little bit about that, because I bet there's a lot of people listening who have had moments of this clairvoyant clarity or whatever you want to call it yeah. and have been really, 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 really freaked out.
1: Yeah. Yes. And absolutely. And as we well know, what we resist persists, right? And that was exactly what was happening to me. I was I was having what I like to call all these spiritual bricks curled at my head trying to get me to shift and to pay attention and to listen and, um, you know, start to train which do you want me to talk about all the resistance stories or which ones did you like best, Jordan? Oh man, I really <laughs> I like told you so many. I know. Um God, what did I um, like most? We're talking about the long distance, the distance energy oh. healing about the bangle bracelets. Oh <laughs> I like
0: the bang I think the bangle bracelet okay. story will really will really okay. pique people's attention. Okay. So will the others. But um, let's do that one.
1: So I'll start at start at the end and then work backwards. For anybody out there listening, I actually uh, decided to stay stay in shaman school because of two um, Alex and Ani charm bracelets. (laughs) So let me back up and tell you how that happened. So I decided I would go to this first class and it was in Joshua Tree, which is why Jordan asked me if I was in Joshua Tree studying. And um, before I got there, I started going through my jewelry box and I can tell you now that I did it because my intuition was telling me to do so. And at the time though, I didn't realize that. And I had these Alex and Ani charm bracelets that had St. Christopher on them, which I don't really resonate with St. Christopher. And, um, but I had to take them with me for some reason to Joshua Tree, so I did. And I get there and I was so skeptical of this whole shaman thing That I decided, I agreed, I made an agreement with myself I'd stay for an hour, and then I stayed for two, and then I stayed through lunch, and then something really crazy happened in the afternoon that made me stay for a couple years. (laughs) So they were they were teaching us a healing technique, and there was maybe a hundred people in the room, and you work with someone else in the class, and I had gotten I had gotten paired with you guessed it, a guy named Christopher. Okay, I thought it mildly weird, but obviously talked myself out of it. And I was like, well, Christopher's a really common name, whatever, that means nothing. And then they were teaching us how to do this technique. So Christopher lay down in front of me and I had to put my hands on his head. And all of a sudden, I just felt this presence behind me. And without turning around, I knew what the presence looked like. I got a name And this was really when the whole thing of, you know, really strongly connecting with the dead and hearing things and doing this so much in like real time with somebody else in front of me, channeling, as people call it, right? Being a medium. And I bent over to Christopher and I said, hey, uh, Dave is here. And, you know, Christopher is a big, strong firefighter from Boston and still one of my very, very dear friends to this day. But how we met was he actually started getting really emotional on the floor. And I said, um, okay. And he starts yelling, I didn't tell you his name. I didn't tell you his name. And I was like, is it Dave? Is, 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 the, is the guy's name Dave? And he said, yeah. And to just give you a little background before we laid down, a client always has the right to tell you or not tell you why they're there for a reading or a healing. And as a good shaman, you, um, you know, you need to be able to track their energy, whether they say anything or not. So Chris had sat down and, you know, straight up looked me in the face and said, I'm not telling you anything. And I was like, well, shit, like first time out of the gate, like give me something to work with. And OK, so, you know, Dave has obviously shown up and I bent over and I said to him, hey, um, so this, the guy, Dave, I said, he's really tall and he has dark hair and he's wearing a a blue fleece zip up that has, um, a crest on it. And I said, he kind of talks like, yo, 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 New York, but it's like, it's New York, but it's not. Okay. So you have to remember, I also didn't know Chris was a firefighter. I also didn't know he was from Boston. He's got the like Boston, Boston accent. And so this was happening. And I said, Dave says to tell you um, to stop blaming yourself. And I, again, I had no idea what was going on. And, you know, Chris is still getting really emotional on the floor. Okay. So now our session's over and I sit him up and I said, okay, dude, like you have to tell me what's going on. Cause this is freaking me out. And he explains to me that, This guy, Dave, was actually the person he was asking for the healing around, which I didn't know. And... Um, He apparently had been blaming himself for Dave's death for 20 years. Dave had died in a drunk driving accident on his 21st birthday. No one had taken the keys. Chris was at the bar. He felt responsible. And what I also didn't know, obviously, was that Dave was a firefighter. And he told me the, the blue fleece with the crest that I saw him wearing was actually what they wore around the firehouse. Okay, so now all this is making sense, I guess. So obviously a very long first day at shaman school. So I went back to my room and uh, Dave, the deceased, woke me up and said, hey, those bracelets are for my mom and my sister. You have to give them to Chris. They're settled with me being gone, but they, they want to know I'm somewhere and they want to know I'm okay. And he goes, so Chris knows I'm not bullshitting he shares the same name as my sister, and Dave just like zaps out of the room before I could say anything and you know, try and have a chat. Mm-hmm. So I go with these Alex and Ani charm bracelets into Shaman School the next day and walk up to Chris and I said, Hey, um, <laughs> does Dave have a sister? And all the white goes out of his face and he starts like yelling in my face. He's like, She's not on Facebook. Like, how do you know? Like, what? And I said, and is her name Kristen? And he said, yeah, it's Kristen. And he said, where are you getting this from? And I said, "Um, from Dave, because he was in my bedroom. So um, I relayed the message. I handed over the bracelets. And Chris actually went back to Dave's family and told them all this. And he called me a week later and said that the family felt very healed around this experience. And they were indeed asking to know if Dave was, was okay. And it was the first time in my life that my gift made sense. I was helping somebody. It felt good. I felt like I was in the flow with everything that was going on around me. And so I decided to stay in shaman school because of some bracelets. (laughs) That is the best
0: story ever. Oh, now that I'm hearing it for a second time, I have a question about the bracelets. Were they yours or did they just appear because Dave wanted his sister and his mom to have them?
1: Yeah, you know, so it's actually interesting. I had come in contact with the woman Carolyn that owns Alex and Ani years before that. And I had just had these two St. Christopher bracelets kind of stuffed into my jewelry box and kind of rediscovered them. So that's where they came from, but I had never worn them. You know, it yeah. just was, they just appeared. They just kind of appeared thing. again. I found them again.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. As someone who is a bit of a collector of things accidentally, um getting sent a lot of things as a blogger and specifically jewelry, because a lot of jewelry companies will be kind enough to send things in bulk that I that I often accidentally never really see all of. Yeah. I can relate to finding something and then being like, whoa. Whoa, where did this come from? And it's so cool that it had, th- that it kept you in shaman school and that
1: all of that stuff happened around it. Yeah. Yeah, charm bracelets changed my life. I guess that's par for the course when you're a fashion stylist, right? I know. <laughs> well, well, when you're
0: a fashion stylist slash intuitive medium, <laughs> everything else. Um, Something that's so cool is that you are... You're all four of the the clairs. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know
1: that if that would be a correct way to say it. So sure. explain that to people. I will explain. So I'll tell you what they are and then go over each of them. So you can be clairsentient, clairaudient, clairvoyant, or claircognizant. And, you know, I'm a big believer that everyone has a sixth sense. So, you know, we all tend to be one of them. Um, and so maybe, so the listeners out there can kind of start to decide if something like this fits them, fits them right. Um, so our clairsentience, those are our feelers. Those are our empaths. And, you know, empaths can kind of, it's like they walk into the room, nobody has said anything and they just feel what's going on in the room or somebody may touch them and they feel They feel like a vibe from that person, or they may actually touch an object and feel something off the object, which is called psychometry. So they basically kind of see, hear, feel through their hands. Um, They may get really, really tired around people. You know, they just get drained, even if they're having an amazing time. It's just, it can be like a lot of energy for someone that kind of, you know, I like to say walks into a room like a lint roller and picks up everybody's fuzz. That's who our clairsentience are. Um, our clairvoyance, those are the people that see. So those are, our, you know, our, the people that vision. You may get visions when you're sleeping. You may get visions in meditation. Something like that is going to happen to you. Our clairaudience, that is exactly what you think. That is straight up people are hearing voices. And then our claircognizance; these are people that they just know. They'll never be able to explain why they know something. They just have a knowing. Can't is that pinpoint like it.
0: Telepathy is that the cognizance?
1: Yeah. So the claircognizant. You know, if if you start to if you start to Google um, the idea of uh, mental telepathy will come will come up. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Very interesting.
1: So. I love that you're all four because you were explaining to me that that's very rare, yeah, normally, I mean, from people that I've come in contact with, it's like you know maybe like there that they, you always lead you lead with one thing, and maybe there's like you know the point five of of something else.
0: well, I can definitely say that I'm claire sentient, um I pick up the yes. vibe like. Far too much. And it's so nice to know that that's what it is instead of just soaking in everyone's energy and being thinking I was the most intolerant person in the whole world because if I didn't like someone's energy, I couldn't be around them. And it has made a lot more sense now. And the vision thing. So, have you ever done Kundalini? Yes. yoga? Yes. Do you have visions when you do kundalini?
1: A little bit, yes.
0: Because that's the yeah. only time I've ever had visions is after like a super powerful set in kundalini. Ah. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: I get them in meditation or when I'm doing shamanic journey work or dreaming too. You get yeah. When you're dreaming.
0: Yeah, that's also cool. So, You are the resident shaman for Goop. This is true. And that is where I first saw you, was at the Goop Wellness Summit Mm -hmm. um, in Goop Health. And I didn't get to talk to you or work with you or anything because you were swarmed by so many people. It was just a busy, busy day. So how did you end up connecting with Goop and being their shaman?
1: Well, you know, it just, I kind of met them through my network right kind of that fashion the fashion and beauty tribe and um i really hit it off with with goop and you know it's it's really amazing i have two products product collaborations with them and then also anytime they kind of need mystical information about something you know we'll do an article together collaborate so it's been really amazing what are the products What are the products? Well, we have um, actually, you know, in a similar vein. So um, Jordan was talking about the crystals that I had given to her in a little bag. And, you know, in the shaman shaman world, we call this a medicine bag. And traditionally, a medicine bag could have anything in it in the way that it may have stones you work with. It could have talismans, things from a mentor, sacred herbs. We don't know anything that kind of is like a a healing tool or some type of power piece to you um, and your practice. And so for me, again, because I told you I'm all about being practical and making this, you know, fun, attainable, understandable. I partnered with them to do a girl's uh, modern day medicine bag. So it has eight essential crystals every girl should carry with them. I wanted it to be purse size so that they could travel with it. You know, the stones are big enough that you can stick them in your bra. Like everybody hears me tell them uh, to do that. So there is a crystal medicine bag that I do with goop. And then also there's a space clearing kit, which that's more, you know, that can be about clearing your own energy or your closet or your actual house. And within there, there's um, you know, traditional items that people would use, like a sacred feather, the abalone shell sage, there's some more crystals in there, so that's more items to like keep your energy clean on the daily cool,
0: yeah, and you were explaining to me how it's important for those of us who are empathic to sage every day, yes, and I'm so glad you said that. Let me tell you because i well, I take things to the extreme, and i want to sage every day, and I do, but I had been told slash wondered if I was doing it, like, overdoing it. Like, not that there's such a thing as overdoing it, but if it was not as powerful each time because I was doing it too much. So… I'm pleased yes. with your advice.
1: Okay. Should we talk about the advice? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, All right, let's do that. So I was talking to Jordan about her spiritual hygiene. Mm-hmm. And especially for empaths, because they are sponges or lint rollers and, you know, picking up all the vibes, it's really good for them to sage every day. So I'm going to give some tips and tricks around that. First of all, you can use sage or palo santo. They both get the job done. And... Um, if you're doing it in the house, you want to have a door or window open. Because think about if you start to kick up dust, you know, you don't want to do that in a closed container. And so it's almost like the energy that you're trying to get rid of doesn't have anywhere to go. It doesn't have an exit strategy. So you need to give it one. So if you're staging either your home or yourself, um, especially with yourself, you want to get The front of your body, the back of your body, get the palms of your hands, the bottoms of your feet, the crown of your head. And what I like to say is any energy that is not mine or of my highest and greatest good, get the fuck out with love. But it's time to go exit through the door or the window so you can, you know, make that yours, your own version. But something like that, asking it to leave. Or just that
0: version (laughs) because it's so good. or,
1: Or just that version. So, you can do that, And let's just say, you know, you don't like smoke in your house, right, or smoke on you. You can also do some other things. I was telling Jordan, especially where if you travel a lot right and you're in a hotel room and you can't burn something, my friend makes this sage spray from paper crane apothecary that's amazing, and it's got crystals in it and um some, you know, some other like, herbs and spices and things that she puts in there and it's really amazing for clearing your energy so if you don't want to use a burnable or you can go and use in the shower get a really great salt scrub um i like the earth to face one i think they have a really great one um it's got essential oils in it and you put that all over your body or kind of like your hands your arms you know some key areas maybe um I was explaining to Jordan that everybody holds energy different on different places on their body. So that's an important thing to maybe start to tap into and recognize. And, you know, think about it. It's like, if you always have headaches, you're holding energy in your head. If you always have a backache or or your feet hurt or whatever it might be, it's, it's just like a really easy way to know where you hold energy in your body. Like your body's telling you, If you're stressed or something like that or you're tired and all of a sudden you're like, ah, my back always hurts when, you know, that's where you hold energy. So that may be an area where you want to pay extra special attention to. I like to call it a, you know, a high traffic zone on the body when it comes to energy.
0: And you picked my high traffic zones out just by looking at me. I did. Which were <laughs> my backslash ribs, like if it comes around to the front, which could also mean digestion, which makes a ton of sense. And my sinuses, which is obvious. Probably everyone listening now has heard me talk about this so many times that I've had a sinus infection for almost a month. It's finally going away. But it's actually, it's made it hard to podcast as normal because my voice has been all nasally and I've been sick. I've been choking over here. So yeah, Colleen, without even knowing that I had been sick, before I got the chance to tell her, because believe me, I did because I've been telling everybody because it's baffling to me how long I've been sick. Um, she figured she she just knew by looking at me, which is so cool. So spiritual hygiene, very important. And also important that we talked about is setting boundaries. Yes. So energetic boundaries. And I have that syndrome that you talked about. about, Yes. Yes. Bad boundary (laughs) syndrome. I'm so bad at it. It's so hard because I hate saying no to people. Yeah. So what are your tips for setting boundaries, especially people listening who are opening up energetically? Gotta set those boundaries. I have never felt more open to having my energy taken from me so I'm trying to be a lot more careful than I ever have so how can we do that
1: well how can yeah how can we all work on our bbs um well I would say one way is you know with love and polite politely and respectfully saying no, like when, and it sounds like such a simple thing, but a lot of times people have a hard time saying no, especially to bosses and colleagues or family members, boyfriends, right?
0: Yeah. It's really not that simple. I think it's It's so hard to say no.
1: And it, you know, it's interesting when you do kind of stand up and say no, you, you almost gain a lot more respect with that person or in that situation, and so something as simple as saying no and recognizing you're like, well, you know, I just, I don't have time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the whatever to be able to, to show up for you in that way today. But perhaps, you know, and I, I think give them a time that you can, don't just say no if that like makes you feel so guilty, right? Mm-hmm. That, so give them, you know, I can't do it today, but I can do it. And give them another time that actually works for you instead of just flat out saying no. That comes up a lot. Let's see what else around bad boundaries syndrome. You know, I think it's why is this happening? Because anybody that's kind of sensitive is you have what I like to call healer guilt where you literally – you know, you, you kind of see, here, feel with your heart and you you have a warm, open heart and you want to say yes and please everybody and show love to everybody. And you feel guilty again, if you have to say no. So instead of kind of, you know, you're able to you're not holding space for the room, right? You're not taking up healthy boundaries in the room. Instead, it's almost like, look at it this way. You're being like the floorboards in the room and allowing people to walk on you, right? To to overstep their bounds. And it's your job to put the, like, the energy dance, so to say, or the boundaries back into an even place where the energy between two people are
0: 50-50. Yes, that's so important. And we could all take a page out of that book because it's really easy to get. Just Just say no. Yeah, just say no. It's so easy, right? They've been telling us for years. Yeah, (laughs) it's so true. It's crazy. So I'm interested in the rituals part of your name, um, your brand name. So what are your rituals? What is your daily oh my
1: day in God. the life look like? What does my daily life look like? Well, I'll Other tell than you. probably
0: being all over the place yeah. because you live in two <laughs> different places <laughs> and all of
1: that jazz. Okay, yes. So i I have to say and the thing I love most about my job is every day looks completely different, but what would I be doing, you know, within maybe a two-week span? I would be seeing clients... For private sessions, I would probably be taking an airplane trip somewhere. I may be working with an editor on a story that has to do with mysticism or spirituality. I would be at yoga. <laughs> Where do you like to go to yoga? You know, actually, um I just keep it local in Venice. I go to the Yoga Collective cuz it's super close to my house. Right next to
0: Cafe Gratitude. That's right. I bet you get some food after. <laughs>
1: exactly. Then I moon go over and eat. Yeah. <laughs> and Moon Juice is right across the street. Yeah, it's basically it's a beautiful trifecta over there. But I, you know, and I mean hanging out with hanging out with friends when I can and I mean that's probably you know what I'm doing on a regular basis? Oh, I've been doing a lot of events, too. I mm-hmm. should say that. I've been doing a lot of brand collaborations. I've been working with Givenchy, uh, Barneys. I'll be at Saks soon, the Sports Sack, Becca Cosmetics. So it's it's been, again, really amazing. I'm going back into my fashion tribe and getting to work with all these really amazing, creative people. That's so exciting. Yeah,
0: Blending it all together. Oh, Yeah.
1: So yoga is your exercise of choice. Is that correct? Yeah, I'd say yoga is definitely my exercise of choice or um, I like to run on the beach. But yeah, yeah yoga, is, yoga is definitely my go-to. Do you have a place in New York? Um, I go to Jeeva Mukti and yeah, that's pretty much where I go.
0: I love that Jeeva Mukti Cafe that they have. I used to
1: walk there all the
0: time when I lived in the West Village and get their smoothies. That's when I was a diehard vegan. Okay. So Jeeva Mukti was the spot. So cool. So I'll ask you a question that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. I kind of think I know your answer, but I am going to (laughs) be excited to see if I'm right. Okay. If you were a color, what color would you be? Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> I think
1: I'd be black. <gasps> really? I'd be black or um or blue. Why? Well, again, so the practical side—the practical side of me—says black because Such I wore, a fashion style. Yeah, look, I'm a New Yorker. I worked in fashion for 15 years. Black is my color. That's basically my uniform. But the interesting thing about black is, whenever you're doing spiritual work, black is actually the color that you wear. They say energetically that when you wear black energy doesn't stick to you so to say and it's also you know just it it's a traditional color within different traditions to to wear black but I also really like blue blue is I know blue is my power color and maybe note to self I should be wearing it more but for practical reasons I'm in black all the time mm-hmm.
0: That's well how do you f- I love the answer how do you figure <laughs> out your
1: power color um if you're with me, I'm just going to ask my guides what your power color Can is. Can you ask them what my <laughs> power color is? Yeah. We're gonna go silent for a minute. Kay. So you have to talk.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I'll talk while she figures out my power color. I'm just surprised about the black and the spirit thing because I would think white. Oh
1: wait. Oh, I was gonna say, what do you what did you intuit, my Oh, color I is? thought it was
0: gonna be hot pink.
1: Because oh. of your nails, and yeah, I heard okay. you talking
0: on another podcast I about hot loving hot pink. I do, and you're bright and you're like <laughs> fun and bubbly, and all of those things that we talk about that we love. yeah, so I thought maybe you would say pink,
1: yeah, no, that's interesting. It's actually the only place i ever I ever wear pink is my nails,
0: yeah, I believe that,
1: yeah, exactly, <laughs> um, okay, so let's see, power color. Okay, so I have a couple for you. Anything that kind of sits within like uh, the bluish, greenish realm is really good. Gold is is being called out as a power color for you. And then also, interestingly enough, gray. Really? Yeah.
0: Do you know why?
1: No, I don't. I I didn't ask. I didn't really ask for a why. I just asked to see the colors but it does feel, it's like, like, like Heather Gray, right? Hmm.
0: I like that color a lot. Oh, good. Yeah, I do. Well, I'm really color oriented and I like to, well, I'm very visual and I've always been really into creating. Like I used to do a lot of drawing and painting, which I, one of my intentions for the month is to actually paint something. It's been a long time. And I've been playing around just with color, like in different journals and things and I like to mix like grays and pinks and blues and green has been my favorite color my whole life
1: oh okay so that Mm -hmm. makes complete sense then yeah lime green lime green yeah
0: Mm -hmm. it's a fun one um so cool so as one of the final questions here not the very final um who are some of your greatest teachers
1: wow Okay. So asking a
0: shaman this question is a <laughs> is a big deal. I know it's going to
1: be a big answer. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got a couple I mean, I've got a couple answers for that one. Obviously, my my mentors that have come into my life have been have been my biggest teachers. And the other people anyone that has gotten close to me knows, I always say my clients have been my greatest teachers because you know, I with them like, you know, in session learn so many lessons or I might say something to them and I'm like, yeah, that's good advice. You need to take that advice. (laughs) So um, yeah, my, you know, and it's been interesting. It's my clients sit in front of me and, you know, since the beginning what people have been coming to me asking or what they want to know about what's coming up for them. That's really helped me. Again, this is like the business model thing um, too, super practical. That's how I've based my business on, on what, you know, what's up for my clients and the things that they have questions about and the things they want to learn about. That's what I'm supposed to be here and, and, and show to them. So they've truly been my greatest teachers. I love that
0: kind of reminds me of how I feel oftentimes about my blog readers and my podcast listeners. They teach me so much because mainly, kind of like you just said, I will be saying something like suggesting, recommending, and then realize I don't do that. <laughs> or I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> and then I realize like it's coming out of me for a reason. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's so cool. Well... I'm so excited that our paths have crossed too. because I'm so excited to learn from you even more and continue soaking in all of your wisdom and your teachings and I know that we for sure were meant to,
1: to meet. I agree. It's, it's It's been so much fun.
0: I know. It's been so much fun. <laughs> so tell everyone where they can find you.
1: Oh, where can they find me? So you can find me at stylerituals.com if you're interesting, interested to hear more about me or any of my services. And you can always follow me on Instagram at style underscore rituals with an S on the end.
0: Yes. Yeah. You guys should book her for a session if you haven't already decided to do that because she will blow your mind. I cannot even believe it. We also, we didn't even talk about the whole pendulum thing.
1: Oh, we didn't even get to we the pendulum. We should just
0: mention the pendulum because I'm <laughs> definitely going to post that video on Instagram. So people listening, you can find it on the TBB podcast Instagram and I'll put it in the Facebook group, but the pendulum swinging was nuts. It says yes or no, you can ask it yeah. questions. I yeah, you 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 talk and then or tell tell them about the pendulum. Okay,
1: so a pendulum Basically, it can give you yes or no answers around anything. That could be, and it has to be yes or no, right? You can't say how does someone feel today because that's obviously not going to work. But pendulums throughout history have been used to find water, to find where spirits have been in the room. You can use it to pick crystals or cards. You can actually put it over someone's body um, or over their chakras to see where you know something might be going on and so today Jordan and I were speaking to the dead through a pendulum and we were asking um, someone that she's close to some questions and for me because it's a little different for everyone when the pendulum I work with swings clockwise it's a yes and counterclockwise it's a no but that can vary for people so I always ask them when working with a pendulum to, you know, the first thing you want to do is ask dumb questions you know the answer to. So ask a yes question and ask a no question and watch where the pendulum swings so you start to learn what your yeses and no's are when using it.
0: Yeah, I started asking her pendulum questions and it was so cool. It it definitely moved a lot more when you were holding it because I feel like it knows you and it doesn't know me. So it was kind of just like doing this tiny little swing with me. But, um, with her, oh my God, it was answering my questions like crazy. And a really cool question that it answered, which I think I have on video was wanting to know if I wanted to know if Hudson and I knew each other in a past life. Cause I know, I knew, I already knew the answer. Yeah. He's my spirit cat. And I've had a lot of very quality mediums like yourself, like Marianne DeMarco, who was on this podcast many, many people have told me that Hudson was my guide in many, many past lives. And it's so obvious. I mean, we're looking at him now in his like baby cat form, but I feel like his massive protection over me every single day. Anytime I felt like negative energy, negative spirits in my space, Hudson like stands up and he basically like he protects me and he feels it too and it's really cool so the pendulum thing is awesome I'm definitely getting
1: one okay
0: and I'll keep everyone listening updated about how that goes so thank you so much for being here you're making me want to go to shaman school Come.
1: I, I want to school you do yes where um so along with the senior teacher, he's also a senior teacher at the Four Winds, a man named Steven Feely. We co-teach Pampa Mosaic Shaman School, which means Earth Keeper in Nashville, Tennessee. And the next round of classes, because it's four classes over the course of a year or so. And it's like a long weekend. So it's four days, four times over the course of a year. And classes start again in January 2018 in Nashville.
0: I'm coming. Yes. Sign me up. I'm dead (laughs) serious. (laughs) I was hoping you were going to say January onward because before that wouldn't work. But of course it works. Yeah, it works Because I'm supposed to be there. Everyone listening, come do it with me. I'm getting hot because I'm excited. I've been like freezing and now now I'm hot. This is good. This is exciting. All right. Well, we could talk forever. Thank you for being here. You're amazing. Thank
1: you for having me.